0: From KQED. This is Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. Well, if you get caught without a mask in Berkeley, you could be fined $100. That's after the city council passed an ordinance last night. Enforcement officers uh, can hand out tickets to mask scofflaws, and many cities and counties have similar ordinances, but Berkeley has a close eye on parks, restaurants, parties, and especially college students. And there's been an uptick in coronavirus cases as Cal students return to campus, If you have some thoughts about this, we certainly welcome you to join us. And you can do that now by going to forum at kqed.org and emailing us there. That's forum at kqed.org or calling us on our toll free number, 866-733-6786. And there are similar ordinances in more than 20 cities or counties throughout California, but specifically here in Northern California, Contra Costa County, Napa and Sonoma have all uh, passed similar ordinances. Joining us first is Kate Harrison. She's a Berkeley city council member. Council member, welcome to the program. Good to have you.
1: Thank you, Michael. Good to be here.
0: Well, thank you for being here. And I guess the place to begin is what this ordinance uh, is going to be. It's civil. It's not criminal. It allows officials, I guess, to hand over an administrative citations, basically like a, tar- park- a, t- a parking ticket or a traffic ticket or leaving your trash bins out too long.
1: Yes, that's right. We're adding civil fines to the list of strategies our community has been using to combat COVID, um, including those strategies are handing out free masks. The city has handed out 2,000 free masks and has done a lot in the education sphere. What we need, though, is an enforcement tool for those few people that refuse to wear a mask on repeated request.
0: And there are a few indeed, I understand. Of course, back in July, you had 47 COVID cases in a week. Uh, That was pretty much because of frat parties. So the focus is on large gatherings here and repeat offenders?
1: Yes, that's right. The focus is on gatherings of more than 12 people. We have pods of 12 people. Um, And if we see gatherings of more than that in parks or at parties, in um, outside restaurants without masks, Um, while they're not eating, we will be giving out warnings after first offering that.
0: And what about the the fact that some of these students uh, who are not complying, uh, well, uh, some want them to be suspended, but many of them live off campus. Uh, They're in neighborhoods uh, and not necessarily in campus uh, neighborhoods.
1: Yes, that's right. Um, I think that UC has taken the approach that if they are, they are adults, and they're living in our city and not on their, in their housing, that they are not able to do much about that. I don't completely agree with that. We've seen other efforts, for example, in the Greek system where there's been excess drinking and partying for those fraternities to be uh, deregistered with the city. It doesn't mean that fraternity doesn't exist but it does mean that they don't have that university association. I would like to see the university do that in this case as well. We are risking the lives of black and brown people and vulnerable seniors. Um, This isn't something that we can accept.
0: We're talking with Kate Harrison, Berkeley City Council member, and uh, this is going to be enforced presumably by Environmental Health and Neighborhood Services, that is uh, code enforcement staff, as well as other city divisions?
1: Yes, that's correct. The the police could hand out um warnings and citations, but um the focus is on it being our staff in code enforcement.
0: And the fines will be essentially going toward toward masks for those who can't afford um, well, them.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, thanks for asking that. I asked that the um that we add to the item and it was added that the that the city manager consider using any funding Raised through these fines to provide more masks to the indigent. As I said, we've handed out over 2,000 masks to low-income homeless people in Berkeley, and I hope we continue to do that. This would give us the resources to do that.
0: You also have the possibility of uh, repeated violations going up to about $500, right? Although the city manager can waive that fine if financial hardship or proof of compliance proves uh, uh, to be the case.
1: Yes, that's correct. It's like all of our administrative citations. They start with a warning and then move to a citation, which is smaller at the first citation, then grows up to $500. I don't expect we'll be doing a lot of uh, this, because Marin County, for example, has only given out four citations the entire time they've had this ordinance.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, in fact, uh, Contra Costa County, they passed an ordinance uh, back in July allowing uh, for fines for individuals and businesses who violate social distancing mandates and nearly 500 complaints have gone in since march and guess what no fines i mean you're trying to get compliance here more than generating revenue i assume
1: yes that's right it's not about the money it's about saving people's
0: lives well let me bring a caller on and by the way if you have some thoughts about this we do want to hear from you or if you have questions about berkeley's mass mandate please feel free to join us at our toll-free number it's 866-733-6786 that number again for your calls, 866-733-6786, or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email any questions you might have to forum at kqed.org. Here's Francis. Francis, join us.
1: Hi, my name is Francis. I'm calling from Berkeley. I'm calling because I have a neighbor who is a COVID denier and does not want to wear his mask in our shared um, hallway uh, common areas. How do I uh, get enforcement of this law? Um, I I think the first step, obviously, is to talk to your landlord, which I'm hoping you've you've done. Um, Also, this can be considered a rental safety issue, and um, you can contact our rental safety division. We also have um, a a mediation program in Berkeley, Seeds, um, if if your neighbor would be willing to participate, which they may not. This is one of the toughest issues we face with roommate situations and apartment buildings because they're not really in the public sphere, but I would encourage you to contact rental safety.
0: Good luck on that score, Francis, and thank you for the call. And uh council member, can you talk about the fact that there's been concern that this is gonna target homeless people or low income people?
1: Yeah, I was very worried about that as well, which is why I insisted that we be very clear that the target here is on large gatherings and that the um, we would be handing out masks. Um, Interestingly, we haven't seen a lot of COVID cases among the homeless um, because they tend to live more solitary lives. And um, this has turned out to be an an interesting thing for us. Where we're seeing this is in younger people and in congregant living, for example, nursing homes and other congregant living, such as uh, dormitories, et cetera. So that's been the area where we've seen the biggest increase.
0: And let me bring in... uh... Another voice here. This is uh, Tao Nguyen, who is a reporter for the Daily California the student newspaper and a third year English major. And welcome to the program. Good to have you.
2: Hi, thanks for having me here.
0: Yeah, pleased to have you here. And uh, let's just talk about a lot of students, according to your reporting, are violating these uh, public health orders. And the fact of the matter is there's a good deal of shaming going on on social media. How effective has that been?
2: Well, a lot of students, um, whether or not they're on campus or living back in Berkeley or back at home really, are going to a lot of platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, and the new platform TikTok, and posting these videos, basically just showing large groups of people gathering together and claiming that these people aren't wearing masks or aren't following really COVID-19 health orders. And it actually reaches a lot of people and there's a huge reaction to it. And there's obviously mixed views of we don't know the situation as people are just posting these short videos, but also a majority of students are saying, oh, you need to report this or why are people not following these orders? And a lot of it is just like participating activities during the day or also like these noise complaints in the evening as well.
0: But you're getting some pretty uh, passionate and strong responses on social media about this, aren't you? Seeing those?
2: yes. Yes. Um, many people are calling out students, um, but not directly by name, and sometimes directly calling out student organizations. And a lot of people are saying, "Oh, why should we go back to campus if people aren't following orders or are expressing disappointment in not being able to have a spring semester if that's if that's going to happen, or even being able to have to come back next year because they're worried that." You are just continuing to spread COVID or just just risking the health of others.
0: Well we heard from uh, Janet Gilmore who represents uh, the University of California about student conduct processes for off-campus enforcement and said in many cases uh, students should go to public health officers or they should go uh, uh, to find enforcement from uh, and, and discipline from uh, public sources. Is, has that been the pattern that you're seeing uh, at least suggested on or recommended on social media?
2: yes um a lot of people are either mentioning if they're if these organizations they see are student register organizations to report it to the center of student conduct conduct and if it's not if it's just people living in their private residences or just an apartment or like renting out an apartment then they report it to the public through the berkeley um, city itself and but also people are aware that It's hard to really gauge these situations and are mainly using social media platforms as a way to shame, as a shame culture, in a sense, to really bring out, oh, we see you and maybe people aren't reporting the situation, but now all these people see it and I hope you see it as well.
0: Wen, thank you for joining us. Good to have you with us on Forum.
2: Thank you so much.
0: So who she's a reporter for the Daily California the student newspaper and a third year English major. And let me bring another caller on here. Tracy joins us from Hayward. Tracy, good morning.
3: Hello. How are you doing?
0: OK, thanks. Thank how you are you for having me. You, you bet.
3: Um, so I'm I'm a, I, I'm a contractor I own a construction company and we're in Berkeley Berkeley right now building a house. And I'm a firm believer in COVID. And and I know all of you know, I've been studying and watching the science. Firm believer in it, not like number forty-five that's currently in office. But when we're it, when we're working around each other, we're all wearing our mask, and I mandate when people come on I hit them with the thermometer and everything. However, when I'm outside and there's nobody around me, and I, even if I'm on the street, I drop my mask, and I want to know are they going to be like enforcing? Like people are walking down the street with a mask on. And and there's nobody around them. And I understand the science. You don't need to wear a mask if there's no one around you. And I I even see people driving in a car with masks on and they're by themselves. So what about these people that are kind of like fear-mongering and don't know the science? Are they going to be sighting people just because they see them on the street by themselves without a mask on? That's Um, a good question.
0: Okay, and thank you for the question, Tracy. And let me go back to the council member, Kate Harrison.
1: Uh Yeah, uh, Tracy, in fact, no, we're not, because our rules state that when you see somebody within 30 feet, you should begin to put on your mask. And the idea of the 30-foot rule is that if you're moving towards each other, you want to get that mask on with within the six feet of each other. So there's not going to be any intention to cite people who are individually walking as long as they are not within a distance of other people.
0: Listen, if you take off, if you're going for a walk and you take off your mask, which is what I do from time to time, if I don't see any people around, it's good to breathe the air in, not the air recently, but the air now uh, when you have normal air and actually help your immune system. I mean, there is scientific data for what uh, Tracy just pretty much presented. So you're not going to go after people nabbing people when they just uh, take a mask off to do construction work or to breathe the air, are you?
1: No, not at all. And in fact, again, our public health officers issued this uh, ruling about the 30 feet. When you see somebody within 30 feet, start to think about putting your mask on, because often we fumble and it takes us a few steps to do that.
0: And you have this whole idea of the right to cure, right? You can, you can actually fix things by putting on the mask uh, if you get yes. uh, uh, cited. That was
1: incredibly important to me. I do not want us giving out citations when somebody uh, then on being asked does the right thing we're not going after people doing the right thing or a person who just forgot when they went to the grocery store for people that make little mistakes um, as they said in sonoma county this is for people who are are flaunting the law and know that they're doing that
0: Well, and the idea that some people have in Berkeley is that everybody would be on board about this. But you've actually been hearing from some people, some of your constituents who say masks don't matter and that sort of thing. And, and you know, I understand you're not responding to them because you obviously don't agree. But uh, there are those people out there.
1: Yeah, I have gotten a few emails. I put it out in my newsletter, which goes out to about 4000 people. And I only got two people writing saying we don't really believe masks are effective or that they're dangerous. The vast majority of comments have been positive. A few people want us to do more creative things like an art contest for the best mask, things that are fun to encourage mask wearing. I'm happy to do that. But I have to say at this point, I think most people know about wearing masks. And so really our focus is on those people who refuse to wear the mask. And But again, I got very little mail. Saying, don't
0: do this. There are a lot of people in Nevada recently with a presidential rally who seem to not believe in masks, uh, but the mask debate will continue to go on. Let me read some comments. Leah writes, In Austin, Texas, it's a $200 fine for not wearing a mask, and it's made a tremendous difference, according to my colleague who lives there. Another listener tweets, I don't think the fine is high enough and another listener writes does this also apply to the workplace i used to work at uc davis and although it was mandated in yolo county and on campus to wear a mask there were several covid and face mask deniers in the workplace and nothing was ever done about them will this apply to those working at uc berkeley and council member the answer is definitely yes yeah
1: it applies to people when they're outside the confines of, of uc um but i will say that when you're in a uc building it's your employer is responsible so if you see that happening, you should be contacting your human resources department for the, for UC.
0: And uh, are we going to put real teeth into this? <laughs> Let me ask that bluntly, yeah. if I may.
1: No, we are. We are. We're very serious about this. I think this is now we, we're at this six-month mark at this point. Uh, we did see finally a slight decline in cases and hospitalizations last week. But that was because of two weeks of people not, I think, not going outside because of the smoke. Um, people have been very you know, good about wearing masks because of the smoke. I want us to keep that up. I want us to understand that this is an extremely easy and inexpensive way to save a life.
0: Well, your mayor, Mayor Arrigan, uh said uh, one doesn't want to criminalize. He just wants compliance. Uh, that seems to be the breadth of uh, what's being put forward here by the council and all.
1: Yes, that is correct. That is correct. I mean, in the time when we're looking at Black Lives Matter and uh, at the proper role of the police, this may not be the best function for the police. We often give the police many, many more jobs than they can handle. I think this is a better function for public health and code enforcement.
0: And here's a specific question from a listener named Lisa who says, if I'm riding my bike in Berkeley, keeping a distance of at least 10 feet from other people, will I be sighted if not wearing a mask?
1: Um, no. If Again, the the um, uh, direction from the public health officer is when you see somebody within 30 feet, please start to put on your mask.
0: Actually, Berkeley has a pretty low transmission rate. There's been a good response rate to contact tracing in Berkeley as well, hasn't there?
1: Yes, it's very exciting. Uh, the, the overall, Alameda County has about a 55 percent response to contact tracing and Berkeley is at 82 percent. People are responding to our, our texts and calls and they are responding. Uh, listening to us when we ask them to quarantine in place. So I feel like our community has done a really good job.
0: Here's Wendy who says in San Francisco, people without masks pass me closely from behind. And if they walk toward me, I have to walk in the street. These people are free riders, depending on the rest of us to wear masks. And I'd like to see them get a fine. I'd rather see them wear a mask. Um, We're also, uh, again, Kate uh, Harrison's with us, Berkeley city council member. I'm just wondering uh, what Cal can do more on the score. You kind of intimated something along those lines before. I mean, they can decertify fraternities for excess drinking and so forth, but you were sort of suggesting that there's a lot more they can do and maybe should do?
1: Uh, I I believe Cal is working on their um, code of conduct for students discussing this whole issue of masks. We do have 190 cases among Cal students um, last reported. Um, Clearly, you know, this is also a group of people that go home or go leave campus, come back. So they're not in a fixed place. And I hope that students will recognize that when they go home, they possibly are taking this virus with them. Um, I would like to see UC have a a firmer stance on the um, living situations like the co-ops and the fraternities and sororities. I think they can. I think other campuses have. And I would call on UC to do more.
0: Now, Cal student cases are on the rise, though, aren't they?
1: Yes, they are. We had when students first came to campus, I think it was three weeks ago, they tested all arriving students. There were four cases and now we have one hundred ninety. So I would just ask that students really think about their grandparents, their parents, their neighbors and each other.
0: And people in the park. That's a big concern. Big focus of this as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. We have had a couple of instances of very large parties in our parks. And again we have a social bubble of twelve, which you know, if you have two kids and two adults of three families, but we see larger gatherings than that. And we're really asking people not to do that. Please stay in your social bubbles. You can change bubbles every three weeks and form a new social bubble but we don't want a lot of free floating social events in in our outdoor spaces um it's good to be outdoors and we're encouraging exercise but we would ask you to keep the group numbers small and always wear your mask
0: and holly writes please make clear the mask below the nose loose or with vents uh, don't count as wearing a mask thank you kate harrison and thank you our listeners stay safe i'm michael krasny